Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Showing your good side to the world has its rewards. When you become a plasma donor at Griffles, you'll help save lives and receive compensation for your time and effort. Up to $800 your first month. Use it for whatever you or your family may need now or in the future. You can donate plasma up to twice a week. And it's safe and simple at Griffles. Thousands of people are already doing it. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, sitting down with us is Coach Guglielmo. Hopefully, I said that right again. I said that right in my head the first time. Um, he is currently the offensive line coach at Keystone College. Coach, thank you for coming on my lonely little podcast here. Coach, thanks for having me. I always love these things, and uh, I've listened to a couple of them. And I was pretty fired up when you invited me to come on. I'm sorry, that's what you had to listen to. <laughs> No, I think I'm not going to toot my own horn. I think they're getting slowly better. Like I, I literally said this 35 seconds ago, guys. I know my podcast at the beginning were like interviews just because I didn't know. I was going by the seat of my pants. It's pandemic. I was like, whatever. Now it's becoming more Joe Rogan sports conversation, I think. I'm like 2% Joe Rogan now, <laughs> I think. As long as Joe Rogan doesn't sue me because my background has the same color. So hopefully I don't get sued by. I got no money, Mr. Rogan. I can't give you nothing. Um. Sorry, uh, my ADD is going to kick in. <laughs> so, Coach, um, how long have you been at Keystone College? So, I have been here for two and a half years. So, I got hired June of 2018. Um, and we're a brand new football program. So, we've only been around since 2018. Oh, wow. So, yeah, the head coach got hired at the end of March of 2018, and he brought me on in um, June, and we grew the staff from there. And yeah, it's been a pretty interesting thing. So about two and a half years. So how did you end up taking that job? And then what kind of led you to be like, yeah, I'm going to take a job at a beginning program? Was it like excitement? Was it a new challenge? Or I don't know. I don't know if I would take something like that. Maybe I would. I don't know. Um. Well, I was a graduate assistant at Heidelberg before here. Um, so naturally, you're looking for the first full-time job type of thing in college coaching. And when I saw this posted, and like everybody else, I'm like, Keystone College. But I recognized Coach Higgins' name from when I was a player at Brockport. And he was the defensive coordinator at uh, Morrisville. So I knew the name. 
And I was like, it was like, oh, O-line recruiting coordinator job. I was like, shoot, why not? And I applied and fortunate enough to get an interview and a second interview. And his vision for the program was, took all the worries of being a first hire in a new program away. So you're like, well, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? What are we getting at? What's our philosophy? This, that, and the other thing. And basically his, he had everything mapped out so well. And I had faith in him from doing research on him and research on the school and all that. I was like, why not? Like, it's exciting. Leave, leave your mark in the NCAA football world. Like only 270 something division three staffs have. And yeah, basically it was the opportunity to leave your mark and build something from the ground up. It's been an awesome experience. Yeah, I was just thinking that I said I don't know if I would take it, but the more you're talking and I'm thinking about it, um, like high school level, I've been at five high schools. When I show up, there's already a culture built somehow. There's always this history, and you go by that. So, like, you have to hear old-timers say, well, back in my day, we did this, or back in this day, we did this. That's probably probably pretty exciting, like, for you guys. Like, you guys are going to be those old-timers here in 40 years like well back when we started the program the culture was this and this and that and you've got the concrete built now you guys are putting that concrete now and then building up the walls slowly yeah and our thing is one day one brick uh mantra if you will um and it's really been like that so this if you would have told me keystone was going to look like it does now when you when i got hired here two and a half years ago i would have been like no they've done so much it's it's transitioned tenfold 180 degrees so what goes into like starting it's one thing to start a high school program i think that's a little different to start a college program even division three level like what was the first steps i can imagine recruiting was the big one like we gotta get players first of all but then like this recruiting and anything else like what was the big first steps of like let's get this going well, thankfully, like I said, Coach Higgins, our head coach, um, he had a lot of things lined up. So he knew what our what he wanted our team identity to be. He knew programmatically what our philosophy was going to be. Um, I think the biggest, best way I can describe it is all the things that we take for granted being in programs that have been around is what we had to start. So stuff as little as how to record new helmets in the system. There's no system there. How to log recruits? Well, there hasn't been 10 recruiting classes before us. So all those little systems that seem second nature, like how do you hand out equipment? What's equipment handout day at um, Keystone? So I think priority one was kind of just as the staff and as the staff grew and grew and grew, was how are we going to get all these processes that are important in place so when the kids get here everything is i'm quoting seamless because uh, we know i know football is nothing seamless and then and yeah it's getting kids like you need kids and not just any kid the right kid so kid of high character kids that are going to do well in the classroom like we don't want to recruit 100 kids a year and have to replace them every year because we just re- took everybody we want to take the guys that want to buy into building the program want to buy into Keystone College itself, I mean, shoot, we got 276 acres of, like, wildlife campus. 
seven miles of hiking trails. It's one of those campuses. So you need guys that are okay with that. And we did a good job recruiting those type of guys, and we're still continuing to do a good job recruiting those guys. But I think the most important thing is to me as the as an assistant is getting all those processes together that every other school will take for granted and not doing it every other coach's way. You want to leave your own mark. Like this is our opportunity to say, you know what? I really didn't like it the way we did it at my first school or my second school. Let's try it this way. Oh, that didn't work. Hmm. All right. Let's tweak it this way. You kind of find your own way. I feel like recruiting, you could, and correct me if I'm wrong. I've never recruited. I'm a high school coach. You could have pitched the idea of like, guys, this is exciting. Like you're going to be the first class to go through here to play football. Cause as you're talking about recruiting, I'm like, well, how do you get a kid to show up? You, you go off of, like if Alabama, if Nick Saban walks in, you're like, oh my God, it's Nick Saban, it's Alabama or whoever. For you guys, you could have walked in and said, hey, we're brand new, and that could scare people off. And then the moment you say, but guess what? You're going to play a lot because we're new, and you're the first class to come through here. So I'm, I'm guessing that might have excited some kids at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And it's, yes, playing time is and probably in the forefront of a bunch of kids' minds. But we sold to like, look, you get to make history. You're going to change Keystone College. Like an insane amount and on report day. Mm-hmm. You're going to start a new dynamic. You're going to start a new culture. You're going to bring a different kind of school spirit to the school. You're going to be different but important. And showing these kids that we're going to build this thing the right way. Like we're going to take it slow. We're going to put lay one brick down at a time. And kids got fired up about that. Like everybody wants their name in history books. There's no records. Mm-hmm. You want to get a record? Beat everybody else out and go play. You want to lead us. Everybody wants to be a part of that first win. Everybody wants to be a part of that first practice or the first day we get to music and practice. Like, and I think it's been cool. So we're about, we have two recruiting classes on campus. We're recruiting our third class right now. And seeing the pride that those kids take and wanting to be involved in recruiting days and all of that and volunteer to be on player panels just because they understand how much work they put in, all the adversity they face building this thing. And they want us to bring in the right kids, but they want to have a hand in it too. It's kind of a pretty awesome experience and one I haven't really seen in a lot of places. So... I think that's the coolest part about the recruiting process is our kids are actively involved in it now that we have freshmen and sophomores because they understand and they've seen what we've been through as a program to get where we are. So it's a pretty awesome experience. I was going to say, it's really nice to see like, this is our, they can look at it as their program. Like this is our program. Let's make sure it's in good hands and hopefully after you guys are gone at some point, like it just rolls. So that's pretty cool to hear because you don't hear that a lot of places because that program has been around for years. Yeah. And there's goods and bads. I mean, some guys wanted to be a part of an established program and that's great for them. Like I was part of an established program as a player, but there's just something different about being a trailblazer and, doing things the way that you think they should be done. It's kind of a special experience. We got a special group of guys and the guys that are really bought in and 
care about who we bring in. And I think that's one of the coolest things to see. It's not, oh, that kid's really good. Is hey, is he a good dude? And that's the first thing they ask. And that's kind of cool because usually you just say, hey, is he a good football player? How is he as a guy? And when you when you get your players asking that, then you know you have the good group of guys for class one or two. So before COVID stuff, what's recruiting like for division three? Like, do you guys look for the high school kids? Are you looking at transfers? For you guys, was it a little different because you were such a new pro since a brand new program? So what like is division three recruiting like compared to the others? Um, I can't really speak on the others because we don't like I'm not entirely sure what how the scholarship kind of stuff works. I mean, I know from just being on the outside, but for division three, it's all about, I think for me, it's that building the relationship and finding the guys that are going to fit what you want. And there's shoot million high school football players. So there's always going to be dudes and it's trying to go out there a and find them because sometimes you get a little like, you hit your own barriers in recruiting where high school coaches may not answer your email. High school kids may not answer your text. You might not be able to get into a school. So it's fighting all those barriers of being a non-scholarship program because in reality, kids always have the dream of going Division One or getting a scholarship, going D2, especially out our way where there's a ton of D2s. We've got Penn State and Pitt and Rutgers and, and all those guys. But it's really going out there and – building a relationship with high school coaches, building a relationship with kids, turning over stones and finding those guys that sometimes fell through the cracks or guys that you that are going to be great D3 football players and great men and finding the ones out of all those that fit the profile of your school and everything else. So it's a lot of texting kids and weeding out kids and turning over rocks and all that. Yeah, I, I've coached some kids. It was Division One or bust. It was Division One double A or bust, and I had to burst their bubble because they were seniors saying this at some point. I'm like, at one point, I'm like, have they contacted you yet? Because I'm trying to help them go to school. No, they haven't contacted me. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, you're probably not going. Then, what about Division Twos? What about Division Threes? Because Illinois has a ton of Division Threes. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, that's not good football. Oh. And I'm like, have you seen Division Three football? That's all it is. It's good football. And in that's a misconception, like in I don't say misconception because a lot of people get it, but high school kids there are a group of high school kids that are in that mentality of the D one or bust and D two or bust. I want a scholarship. But what do you want? Mm-hmm. Like when I was getting recruited, I knew that I wanted to play. Playing the game was the most important thing to me. So I could either went to a big school as a PWO and not played or went to the division three level, played really good football and played. Mm -hmm. So those are the guys that we want. The guys that just want to play football. They love the game. They're less concerned with everything that the social media was because we do offer roster spots at Keystone because we don't want to bring in huge classes. So we actually do, our head coach will call a kid and offer him a roster spot. And we'll only take you as a part of the football program in the fall if you were offered a roster spot. We can't offer money. Mm-hmm. But 
know when you get a roster spot offer that you're the kind of guy that we want. And there's a ton of offer-driven kids that just want to put offers on Twitter and stuff like that. And if that's how you want to do it, by all means. Like, each kid's different. You do you kind of a thing. But I think for the guys that want to play football, and they're not Division One football players, but want to play competitive, hard-nosed football, Division Three is awesome. Mm-hmm. But it gets, but now social media kind of skews it because everybody wants a scholarship offer and da 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 da. That you kind of forget, right? Because you want to see, oh, I got offered from, like, I went to Eastern Illinois, so oh, I got offered from Eastern Illinois, and they want to post that. But a lot of kids I got to coach in the past couple years, going to college is not an option for them. It's lower income, so they post division three, like they're getting recruited by division threes and they're posting it and they're excited. And I'm glad to see it because it's good football and that's their way of going to school. Even though it's not scholarship, they're looking at it as these coaches are trying to help me go to school. They're going to do everything they can to figure out how to, how to work it. You know, like, you know, you don't get recruiting money, but there's, there's grants, there's scholarships to help you. And I've talked to a couple division three coaches on here. They help you with the financial aid stuff. Like you're just not going to get recruited and then be like, okay, you're gone. Like you're on the win. No, they're trying to help you. And so I'm hoping in Illinois, seeing some of the churn of more division threes getting posted, but I think for a long time they didn't because they were like embarrassed. Like I'm not going to post a division three. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake. Isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And no offense to Keystone College, like where I was coaching was near Milliken University mm-hmm. in Decatur. And at the time, they were scoring 40-some points, 50 points a game. And they were pretty good. And I said, you don't want to go do that? like, Or do you want to go to Illinois State or whatever and be third string and wait till your senior year to play? But they want to say, oh, we went to Illinois State. They want to say we went to Penn State and just say we did. Yeah, and that's – I think a lot has changed, and I'm I'm a 27-year-old guy. I'm a young offensive line coach. When I was playing high school football, it was we're playing like 
when I played for Glens Falls, and we were not like Glens Falls now is they win state titles. Like when I played there, we won like three games. So I love Pat Lilac, but I'm a little salty. I didn't start winning until I left. But regardless <laughs> of that, um, we played for Glens Falls. Hey guys, the Coach Steve Show podcast has recently started to work with the Unhinged Sports Network. Um, it's a 24-hour playing podcast with different podcasts on there. Great stuff. Any sport that you could think of, they play it 24-7. They have weekly episodes and just play them throughout the week so you can never, you never miss a show. And they are working with Fanatics.com. Uh, and, you know, Fanatics.com always has great deals during Black Friday. They had 70% off. Every single day, there's daily deals from 20, 30, 40, 60% off on your favorite team's gear. Any team you want, you can find on there. You um, you went to Illinois State University, you can find it on there. Any college team, any pro team, you can find things on there. They have shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, different things that you could think of at fanatics.com. They have jerseys, uh, you know, so good Treat yourself to a $12 shirt. Treat yourself to a $25 hoodie. So what you need to do is click the link in the episode description or on social media. Go shop at fanatics.com. Every single day there's deals. So it changes all the time. Black Friday had 70% off. The other day there were 60% off. It changes anywhere from 14-hour window to a 24-hour window. So please, again, use the link in the episode descriptions. Please use the link on social media. Also go check out Unhinged Sports Network. Go buy yourself something at Fanatics just to treat yourself, to buy a gift for somebody, birthday gift, anything. They have your sports gear. When your favorite sport comes back and you want to support your team, you become a fan of a new sports team, go treat yourself. So again, go to Fanatic. Use the link below in the episode description. Use the social media link at Fanatics. Treat yourself and get yourself something nice for all the sports seasons that are coming back. And that was it. Right. And then colleges would come in, and Coach Locke was very honest with me. My dad was very honest with me. They're like, you're not a Division One football player. And and I loved my college experience at Brockport. I had a blast. I loved it. And these kids here love it. Division Three is filled with guys who love football. Mm-hmm. Because there's they are here because they love the game and they want to get education. And – we can give kids chances to play college football that bigger schools won't. And there's nothing better to me than watching kids do great things on the football field. I love Division Three football. It is amazing. Because you give the kid any kid a chance, you can really spend time with them. And I don't know how the Division One, Division Two things work, but I, we spend a ton of time with our kids, go bowling and all this other stuff, and you build a relationship. And I don't know. I love it. And I think – Kids are seeing now that Division Three football, and this is a plus about social media, is good football. Mm-hmm. It's always been good football, but it's always kind of been – now you're seeing Coast Guard play Merchant Marine on TV or you're watching the Cortica game or you're watching the Tommy Johnny game. Like, that's Division Three football. It's good football. It's really competitive. Shoot, we got a tournament to win a national title. And – it's just an awesome experience. And as a coach, I love it. Love it. Yeah, I just – and then you kind of wonder if coaches are pushing it or not. I know every coach I've been around, they, po- they push every school. 
if a kid gets recruited by Division Three, they're like, yep, go for it. If it's Division Two, Division, I've only been around a couple of Division One AA kids, but like, part of me is like, our coach is pushing it or not? I don't know. Your big time programs, maybe not so much. They're like Division One, like I coach Division One kids, but every coach I've ever been around is like, they're going Division Three. They play at this. They don't say Division Three. They say they play football at this school. It's never defined as Division One, Two, Three. It's I'll just use Milliken. They play at Milliken University. This kid plays at Keystone College. They don't say Division Three. They say they're proud of it. That kid is well, playing football. I and that's it's great that you brought that up. And one of my things is why do you coach? Mm-hmm. Like, and we talk about it all the time in the office. And why do you do what you do? Like, and especially high school coaches, you could pivot like. Youth coaches and high school coaches are, I think, the two most important group of coaches. It's true. But high school, any coach needs to understand, I think, should look and say, why do I do this? I coach Division Three football because, A, I love the game of football. B, I can give any kid a chance. And I get to see these kids grow. And naturally, I'm not a Division One football coach, but I get to see these kids grow the Division Three way, and I think it's phenomenal. And I love every aspect of it. Is recruiting a grind? Yes, yes. But you got to love it. Build you build relationship with hundreds of kids a year, mm-hmm. and I think I really don't like the hey, he's a D1 kid. He a lot of my guys go D1. Be proud of your kid for going wherever they go. Mm-hmm. Like shoot. My dad was a my dad was a USA wrestler. He was on the world team. He was an Olympic trialist, one of the best wrestlers in the world. My son went to SUNY Brockport. Guess where my dad went? SUNY Brockport. Be proud of where you go. Be proud of your kids, regardless. Don't let a door close because you don't get excited about that kind of stuff. So papers should put in there. Hey, this kid went to Temple. This kid went to here. This kid went to Keystone. This kid went to Wilkes. This kid went to Misericordia. This kid went to Dean, Milliken, Knox, wherever. Like, promote everything. Give that kind of stuff matters to kids when they're looking at a college. Football is a vehicle to get to them to where they want to be, whether they go to Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, NAIA, junior college, whatever. Support every vehicle, not just the – Fancy looking ones. Right. I had a had a coach on here who played division three football. He's won a couple state titles and an assistant coach. And the school he's coaching at now, they produce division ones like it's nobody's business, but they promote everybody. So the head coach will tweet, you know, oh, this kid's playing or playing, and it looks like he's talking about division one. But then if you look at what he usually tweets, he tweets everybody. So if a kid's playing at Keystone, he will post it. Like Johnny is playing this Saturday at Keystone College or like the next day, like, oh, Johnny's playing at East Mississippi Community College. I don't know. And I love those type of coaches. They post on Twitter, no matter what their kid did, they moved on and they're doing good. And so I'm I, glad and that, that I'm football. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I'll get and I know a ton of coaches that and you can see it in the culture of the program and you can tell when you walk in and I'll use coach bill, for example, um, coach Sisma, you coached at Frankfurt high school in Philly. Like a, I give all the respect in the world to those Philly high school coaches. Like they go through a lot for these kids. 
But he'll welcome you in there with open arms. Heck, talk to all my guys. Doesn't matter where they're looking. We have one of his kids up here right now, and proud as all get out. Just as proud as he used to go anywhere else. And that's football to me. Mm-hmm. Football's bigger than X's and O's and winning national championships and all that kind of stuff to me. And that's and the, it all comes back to the why. Why do you do it? Why are you a high school football coach? Why are you a college coach? Why why do you like coaching junior college? Like some guys love coaching junior college. Mm-hmm. They get to help those kids that. And to me, it's all about the kids. And I probably said the kids about 8,000 times in this thing because it's all about the kids. Well, I look at it as I don't have a ton of listeners. That's why when I say lonely podcast, it's a lonely podcast. But I look at it as maybe someday some new coach, because I'm 30 years old. So I like to, I've been doing it 12 years. I've been coaching since 18, 19 years old. I'm so 11, 12 years. I hope that some person who's like 20 years old that's going into high school coaching or something listens to something like this and gets something like that out of it. Like, my big thing is now I'm gearing towards like, oh, so you want to be a coach. That's my big thing right now is, oh, so you want to be a coach. Let me tell you what happens. Because I was a young coach in high school. I thought I knew everything. You know, I'd walk in like, why are we running this? Why are we doing that? And oh, I don't want to coach that or whatever. Like, I was ignorant. I, w- I thought I knew everything. And I don't know everything. Actually, have you ever had a football overdose? Because I realized how much I didn't know. And I went through like one offseason, just did read everything. I'm a spread person. We love the spread. So I read spread stuff, wing T stuff, cornerbacks, this and that. And I like one day sat on the couch. I was like, I can't take it anymore. So like, believe it or not, this COVID off season, everybody was researching stuff. I slowly did it. I'd be like, I might read this article. I had too much. I used it more for like relaxing and gaining that COVID-19 weight. Like I was just like, I'm going to relax. And I don't know if anybody's had a, a football overdose, but I created it. Like I had too much. It was like, my wheels were spinning. I couldn't handle one, it. One thing I'll say is when I took this job with Coach Higgins, I've never been pushed to always have a why for everything until that. And I think that was probably is one of the best things I've learned in my two and a half years here. And this whole thing's been a learning experience. Like, whew, I, don't even, <laughs> I wish there was a book on it. Um, how to be how to be an assistant in building a new program. Um I'm not writing one either, but uh, you could get, you could write one. Let's get that out there. We'll get you a side hustle, another side hustle, and we'll get you writing a book. Man, um, but he always tells us to have a why. Mm-hmm. When I showed him how I wanted to block inside zone, and Coach Higgy or Coach Higgins is a defensive guy, but he's like, "Why do you want to do it like that?" Not that he's questioning me as a coach, but he wants me to know why. And I think that's really where it came down to is like, why do I want to, like, why do I like coaching division three? And I think my mom asked me that. I was like, why do you like coaching division three? Don't you want to be on TV? I was like, it's not about TV. Why, why do you block inside zone like that? Why do you call it a tag? Oh, because it's tackling a guard combo. Mm -hmm. Why do you call it a Hummer? I don't know. Because Hummer's a utility vehicle and it's a utility punch. There you go. But always why, what you do and, and that um, kind of on the football overload. Well, like on Twitter, everybody knows Coach Kurt Hines. I had him on here, and that's his big – I had him on my podcast way when I was getting this going, was he's like, you got to know why. And it's not about X's and O's, it's why. And he learned that because he coached in New Hampshire, I think, at high schools. And he learned that very quickly as to why. And it's always 
it's about the game itself. Then it turns into that, like you said, like my inside zone is a lot of double teams. It looks like I put this up on Twitter. This is the rabbit hole. I took a screenshot of, let me back up. Coach uh, Salas, who has a YouTube channel and stuff. I was on there and he's like, show us inside zone. So I took inside zone, how we did it for a school out here. I coached that we were 10 and one. So it worked. I'm not trying to brag. It just worked. And then I started to look, look at it. I'm like, well, it looks like duo because we do a, a ton of double teams. We just don't block the end. So one day on Twitter, I put it up there and I said, what does this look like to people? For me, it's inside zone. Is it duo or inside zone? I should never have done that. I had, I I had the most comments I've ever had. And I don't know if you saw that. Some people were like, well, the running back's angle tells me it's this. I'm like, I just drew it on huddle in 15 seconds. But then somebody said, why would you run inside zone like this? And that was the question. Why? Why would you double team? And I had to DM them and say, well, in my mind, in my world, the offensive line wasn't athletic enough to take a step to the right and go block somebody one-on-one -on -one to that linebacker. We weren't quick enough. So we changed it to we would rather get four yards on a run play. We'd rather get double teams. And if we got four yards on inside zone, I was happy because we moved the ball forward. Well, no, because inside zone, you need the cutback. You need this. I was like, it can happen with double teams. It's going to, you know, it, it works. Let's see, there was my why. I could defend why I was doing it. And then they questioned it. And I said, well, we were 10 and one. I don't know what to tell you. 10 and one with unathletic linemen. We had to, we had to adapt and figure it out. Always have to have a why. Because kids ask why. Like, what, Coach, why are we doing it like this? And because I said so is not a good answer. No. I still joke around with that. I might be like, because I said so. No, really. This is why. Like, I might be, when you have that relationship, you can say that, like, oh, because I said so. But that's probably the fourth time you have to answer it. They ask you three times. And we're like, well, because I freaking said so. And that's the clean version. Like, because I said so. But no, if you have a why for what defense you're doing, what blocking scheme stance, and you can defend it like that, even though they might think it's stupid, they're going to be caught off guard, like, oh, they answered that very quickly. And then, in programs like, well, why do you do this particular team trip? Well, because of this. Or like, why do you do this fundraiser instead of this one? Well, because of this. And if you can defend it, you're good to go. Shoot. Just having Coach Higgins teach us the importance of having a why also taught me how to present things better or more efficiently. Either way. Um because then it's like we were talking about something today. I was like, I think we need to put this in there because of this, 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 and this. Because then it's a then it's a real statement. Like we should do this because, like, remember that if then because statements. Mm -hmm. If we do this, then we do this because of this. And it's something that you learn in high school, and you don't really notice it until somebody else teaches it to you. Sorry, all the teachers in high school. So when you write the book about why. Make sure there's yeah. a chapter that says the Coach Steve show in there somewhere. I want a, I want a chapter in there. Yeah. I'll Same get it to the world. All my uh, free time I have, I'll get it on that book. Well, I was going to say, like, you hear – I know the answer to some of this because I've talked to some Division three coaches. But everybody's different. Everybody has something else. I hear how much time goes into Division ones and stuff. Do you guys literally go from, like, 5 a.m. to midnight just nonstop working – um, <laughs> or is it just sometimes it's, you got it depends on the coach and your organization. I mean, there are long days like camp 
camp is a grind. Like you're lucky if you sleep and mm-hmm. just always something. And in season you're doing a bunch, but like our head coach makes it a priority to go home and eat dinner with his family. And we we don't have like we have to put in hours because we have to do our job, but like we don't have a you have to be here by this time and you have to be out of here by this time. It's come in here and do your work. Dom, you can go. I have two dogs that they're in the garage right now barking. Um, go let the dogs out whenever you need to. And just get your job. Get your work done. Mm-hmm. And, yes, there are days where you have to grind. Like, there's some long, long days. And I think because of the way our staff is structured, you'd think that we'd have – because we have six coaches on campus. And that's not a ton. But we all have our hands in everything, and we all work together. So where one person would be, if you had one guy doing equipment and he was in their equipment room 12 hours a day, we have four people in the equipment room. We're only in there for six hours mm-hmm. or four hours, or three hours. So because we do a good job working together, we usually get in now. Um, but you also take work home. So mm-hmm. you recruit from home, you recruit from anywhere. Like you always have your phone on you, that type of a thing. But I think I've noticed with our staff, even though we have a smaller staff and we're building the program, we're still able to go home and eat dinner. It's because we all work together. And that's not because the head coach tells us. It's because that's the culture that the head coach created. And it's pretty awesome. There are some schools that you're there all day, and I've been at those schools. But this one, we just – like, for instance – we're recruiting. We make the badges for the kids. And Coach Goldbar, defensive line coach, does a great job with our social media and all that. This is not a plug for him, but I'll give him a plug. Um, when we're doing badges, I'm the recruiting coordinator. Instead of me just sitting there cutting out all the badges, I've got we got three of us cutting out the badges, running through the laminator, cutting the laminator, poking the hole, tying the string, to where it would take me an hour. It takes all of us about twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and then I can spend the forty. Minutes of the time that I would have used debt doing something else. Because you hear hear the Nick Saban stories of like, I got home at midnight and then we're back at 5 a.m. Or, oh man, I get to go home at 10 o'clock and eat dinner tonight. (laughs) Like, that's amazing. (laughs) But then you hear they won championships though. But And I don't understand because... And I know there are things that take a long time and there's work that you bring home. Maybe people don't bring work home and they just do all the work in the office. And mm-hmm. but I think I don't know. I don't know where that I don't know where the time goes. But there are days like today, like I got in there early this morning, earlier than normal, and all of a sudden I look down, I'm like, Oh shoot, it's four o'clock. Sometimes you just lose track of time. Right. And also in season is different. It's very different. Well, then right now, like, well, see, that's the thing. Like, so I keep hearing saying like, you're busy, you're busy, you're busy, but it all revolves around the kids and football. Now you're worried about their education, but you're not teaching them the education, but you're worried about it. But that's a part of it. like, I'm not a teacher, I'm a teaching assistant, but I still have to worry about helping kids, but it must be not work, work all the time. If it's all around football, like, I have to do teaching assistant stuff throughout the day. And then three o'clock hits, I got to be a football coach or a basketball coach. I have to flip the switch and go. You, it's football coach all the time, which I'm jealous of. That's got to be awesome just to be football all the time. So I don't know if it's really work. I keep saying work, 
but it's football. And that's the other thing. Like, I don't think I could complain about getting out, even if I had to work till 10 o'clock and I had to do my job. Or let me rephrase that because you are working late. But even if I didn't have to sit, if I had to stay in the office till 10 o'clock to do my job, I wouldn't even like it's best coach football. Shoot, best job in the world. Like, I wake up in a season, I get ready for the day, I recruit, I break down film, and then I get to go to practice, which is a blast. And then I get to watch film with the guys after practice, which is a blast. And I have a great offensive line room. They're hilarious. We have a snap group of which is me and the old lineman. And it is hilarious. And they're just a great group of guys. And we have a blast as coaches. And look, no matter how many hours we work, and shoot, there's some weeks where we're seven days a week in there doing something. And maybe that's why we're not there that late. But not a second of its work. It's a blast. Like, so who else can say, like, I go home and my, my younger brother graduated from college. He went to school for retail management. He's an assistant store manager. And he wants to be a store. He loves retail. God bless him. But he's like, oh, this, this, and this. I was like, I have nothing to complain about work. Shoot, I quit your game. I have the best job in the world. I have so much fun. There's not even a bad day. Even when everything goes wrong, one of the kids will make your day. You'll get a phone call. Hey, coach, I got 100 on my test. No matter if everything else in your day was just a barn fire, that just made your day. You're like, sweet, awesome. And that you can't beat. Right. So I'll put it in it. No matter how many hours you got to put in. And I've slept, trust me, I've slept in the office before and all that kind of stuff. To me, it's not work. It's just. It's a blast. I haven't worked uh, ever since I left corporate accounting. I haven't worked a day in my life. Um, I just read a book called The Energy Bus. Not the children's one. It's actually the book, guys. And it's funny. It says find positives and everything. And I feel like coaching football, you find a positive. Like you just said, that little gem. You could have lost a game. You got chewed out by a coach, the head coach or whatever. Then a kid texts you and says, oh, I got 100 on my test. Or texts you and says, oh, I passed the class. Or says like, Oh, you know, I'm going to graduate early or it could be anything. It could be like, you know, my mom's coming to visit. I'm so I'm so, I'm excited for my mom to visit or whatever. And instead of texting back like, "Oh, okay. You have to be find the positive like a little something in there." And that's funny you said that. Like I'm not I'm going to be annoying because that book has had you open your eyes a little bit of like you have to find positives, you have to look at this. No matter what happens, this COVID thing sucks. Now, I'm, we're fortunate enough to have jobs, you know, like I can say that. Some people are struggling, but a positive, you got to find something and everything. And so it's funny you brought that up because I just finished that book. Yes, I'm starting to read again. I'm a nerd, but it's okay. Um, So I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask. So what kind of offense do you guys run? Because you're the line coach. So what kind of offense do you guys run over there? I know people want to hear it. I won't be doing my job. Um, So... We like to call it a spread multiple. Um, we run – So our, first, I'll give a shout-out to our OC, Dontavia Smith. Um, we, we're we pretty diverse in our thing, in our offense. So we'll run inside zone, outside zone, power, counter, pinnacle. Um, pass gate with RPOs and all that kind of stuff, there's always something to spice up the 
run game with RPOs and all that kind of stuff. And then, of course, Nasher run a full host of, like, spread pass, verts, the whole nine. Um, it's pretty cool because the way we call it, there's a lot of different things that we can we can make power look like a thousand different things by just tagging a different person uh, like block or this or that or something else. Um, it's pretty fun offense, and we've done a good job making it very simple for the guys mm-hmm. so they don't really think. Like as the offensive line coach, I mean, most you don't want those guys thinking. No. So I literally spent – and I used – before the last couple weeks, I used to be a three-man combo guy. And I've talked myself out of being a three-man combo guy. Uh, that's a topic for a whole, whole topic. Um, that's, that's a book topic for you right there. 100%. I wrote an article about it. Um, pro three-man combo. And now I'm like, nah, not a fan anymore kind of a thing. But trying to make it as simple as possible for those guys to just go out there and play football. Well, that's like when I brought up the inside zone. The reason why we – did double teams because one, it was easy. Two, in my opinion, you can correct me if I'm wrong. We ran power too. We were stealing double team reps and it wasn't different. Like, because power, you know, it's down, 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 whatever. If you're running inside zone right and you're that right guard, nobody's head up you, nobody's to the right, but you still got this guy as a one tech or whatever or right in there. That's what you're going to do on power anyway. So you're in our, in my world, because I'm stupid, that's stealing reps. And they don't think as much like, oh, I do this all the time anyway. You know, right? And and like I'm a combo guy in my inside zone. We have the same combos for inside zone and outside zone. Okay. And because to me they're the same play, it's just different steps, different angles. So why would I change the combos? Right. So for my guys, they only have to learn one set of zone combos. That's it. And then we could play football. Instead of I, I coach outside zone twice. One was kind of like the way you're talking about where it's if this is where you went on inside zone, it's probably the same spot. You're just taking different angles and different steps. The other way was like when you open completely up and you're going for the next person, like an actual wide zone. And me, I wasn't a fan. I don't like giving up ground to get ground because I'm old school. And then I don't like the passing off. Like if I'm the guard and there's a guy head up me, but there's also a guy head up the tackle, I'm supposed to go aim that way. You know, like I'm supposed to go try to get this guy. The tackle's going to get him, but I have to go here. The center has to get this guy. For me, I'm like, no, that scares me to death. And we're giving up ground because we, the coach wanted to be, we had to open up. And then I got there and I changed it a little bit. I'm like, well, what if we just hit this guy? He hits this guy and then we get to the backer just take a different step mm-hmm. but see i'm stupid but like i just don't like if it scares me i don't want to do it i'd rather go forward and like that's why one school we did that we had no outside zone run play our outside zone was the inside zone like if we're running inside zone to the left our right guard through the left tackles run inside zone to the left our right tackles arc releasing so the running backs or the quarterbacks reading that end if he goes with the run the right tackle quarterback can keep and run behind the inside zone if he flies in just hand off to the running back and he's running behind the right tackle and running behind the wide receivers that was the way to get to the outside and i was like okay we didn't really change much it's inside zone we're just tagging somebody to do something else mm-hmm. and it was simple we we're like you guys are doing the same thing it's just one person 
Yeah. I think it's big into as much as you can relate it without marrying it, if that makes any sense. Like, right. like to me, inside zone and outside zone are the same thing. Like, we want to block the same guys. We're just on the move. Like, we're shuffling instead of stepping. Mm-hmm. So why why confuse them? That's why I envy the count guys. I'm just not a count guy. I'm a combo guy. So, and I know my head coach doesn't like us being stuck in our ways because he he's taught us a lot. And but that's one thing I'm kind of a little stuck on for now. Never know because I used to be stuck on three man combos, and then all of a sudden. But I, I also I love. Okay. I love watching the cool clinic videos and all that kind of stuff. Cause I have about six years of cool clinic videos and you always learn something new and I'm not afraid to change anything. I'm not afraid to try something once that's what spring ball for. Right. And then I'm a big believer in if you have something simple and then you find something new, but you can base it off of what you were doing before, even though you're going to change it in your mind, like, yeah, we're changing it. But if we can just tweak what we're already doing to where it's not just this blowing it up, type thing i think it works so yeah. like like for us this year i took a this football job in june like an idiot but i didn't know COVID was going to last as long as it did we're, i'm the run game coordinator too nice way of saying you're the old line coach but like i have to install the run game we're gonna be heavy gap but i'm trying to convince them to do inside zone they just had no luck with it before i got there and the asshole in me is like i'm here now we got this like it's fine we're gonna be heavy like ISO and power and dive and all that. But I'm trying to convince this is how simple it is. Our ISO looks just like my inside zone. We just don't block one of the ends. I'm like, I teach nothing different besides you just don't touch him. And it may it 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 flirts off each other. And so they're like, really? You can do that? And I was like, yeah. Because I think they all thought, no offense to the coaches, the coaches work for are great people. They just never had a true O-line coach before. It's always been like, oh, I'll do it, like, or whatever. Like, I've done that. And so when I showed them that, I'm like, so we can keep things so stupid simple that they're the same thing. And then if you really want to blow up the ISO, we can change some ISO stuff. I know, whatever. I mean, see, this is the rabbit hole I jumped down. I need to come back out. But but like you said, if you're going to tweak something or change it, don't explode it. Just be like, okay, this is what we did. Can I tweak it to look okay to where those players can pick up on it in like two days, if that. Mm-hmm. Because those kids have enough to worry about anyway. Yeah. Um, I can slowly wrap it up. Kept you a long time. Um, so we talked on here before. Some division threes are going to play in the spring. So I know you guys aren't playing. You guys, and I, I don't know. I asked you guys weren't playing at all. So are you guys going to play in the spring or is it going to be in the fall? As of right this second, we'll be taking the field fall of 2021. Yeah, because Illinois division threes are playing in the spring, I think, still. But that could have changed by now. It changes all the time. Like, like I told guys listening, like Illinois basketball is supposed to be going on right now. And we're not, so it just keeps changing. Well, that's um, why we're sticking to that stance of like we're just getting ready for twenty twenty one. You never like everything's so unpredictable right now. Right. Well, some people might say that's a safer pick because then you're not having the pressure of like let's play in the spring, and then now like for us in Illinois for high school, we're panicking. We're like, 
when they did this in July, we're like, we got plenty of time. February will be, that's plenty of time. Well, now it's December and we're sitting here thinking we may not even play. And so maybe that was a good move for you guys. Like, let's just not do it until the fall. That gives plenty of time. Stuff and like, I mean, I look, that's all. Look, that's head coach stuff. I just. You do what you're told. You just do what's. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, that's the thing with the whole COVID thing. And our school did a great job. It's like our kids, we didn't get shut down or anything like that. Our kids stayed. We were in class. Like we got to practice. We got to lift. Like, and it was awesome. And even through all the crazy COVID stuff, like Coach Higgins did a great job being very transparent with our kids about what's going on, very transparent with us on staff. So, like, he'll he'll make whatever – the conference will make the best choice for the conference, and Coach Higgins will make the best choice for the program. And, shoot, if that means we play in 2021, by God, we're going to be ready in 2021 to take the field for the first time, full varsity. And then the small positive is you're able to lift, you're able to be talk to the kids, you're able to do that. So find the small positive. Like you still have football, like it's still there. It's not like you lost your job. It's not like they can't, they're still. And this is adversity for coaches. We didn't have a playbook for this. Nobody did. And so it made us adapt and show those kids like this is how you handle adversity. So some of the people that lose their, I lost my mind, but I lost it in private. You know, like the door was shut. Nobody's going to see me lose my mind. But to those kids, I didn't lose it. Like, I only got to see the kids. I'm at a new school. I saw the kids four weeks total since June, maybe five weeks, and then some Zoom calls. And that's frustrating. And when I saw them in person, I was so excited. We were just in – we had no helmets either. We were just body weight stuff. I was running around like it was season because I was so excited. And then guess what? Every every coach was like that. We were bouncing around. Those kids were like, what is – what did they smoke before they showed up? And we're like, we're just excited to be here. And then it rubbed off. They're like, we're so excited. They were bouncing around and like, we were ready to play after day two. We're just like, we're all happy to be there. And so it showed those kids, like we have to go through this adversity with you and we're here to go through it with you. We're not here to complain and do whatever. We could just do what is said. We didn't like the governor's rules, but guess what? We just go with it. Our school district might say this, but guess what? They're the boss. We have to go with it. But just know we're fighting for you guys to play, but we're going through it with you. Yeah, and it just it just opens up so much trust that you've never seen before. Well, it's it. They they have to know, in my opinion, they have to know that a we're as coaches we're fighting for you, but b we want to be on the field just as much as you do. Right. Like we'd pad up if we could. I mean, I might hurt myself, but shoot, I don't even like. I look at shoulder pads, and my shoulder hurts. Um. <laughs> And I'm 27, so I can't even imagine our very young 41-year-old head coach. Um, so, but they got to know that you're in the fight with them. Right. Like, we're along with you. Look, we might be, have to go out there today, and we might have to work in pods of socially distant whatever. And you know what? By God, we're going to master the brace step, the jab step, and the angle step, and we're going to master pass pro demeanor. And we're going to make the best of this. We're going to have fun. We're going to listen to music and jump up and down, and um, we're going to make fun of Coach Bales, our DB coach, and we're going to hackle the quarterbacks and wide receivers when the ball rolls into the O-line area because naturally O-line doesn't get any respect when it comes to ball flying in their area. Um, That was a direct jab. 
and <laughs> we're just going to have fun. And Coach G is going to cook pizza and stuff and bring it into the team room. We're going to sit socially distance and talk trash and look at old memes and make the best of what we got. Right. Shoot. And they were on campus and look, some schools, they're not. They weren't. Mm-hmm. And we told the kids, like, look, there's some schools out there whose kids haven't even checked in their dorms, and you guys are already three or four practices in who aren't lifting. And just because you have to lift in a group of six to maintain social distancing and stuff like that, shoot, we'll run 15 lifts a day as long as you guys can get in there. Mm-hmm. So we made the best of it. And I hope every school found a way to make the best of it. And I've seen, like, Heidelberg did it, made the best of it out there. And um, – I know my alma mater did, and teams around the region did what they could. And as long as the kids see you fight, and you're fighting, and they're fighting along with you and making the best out of everything, you can come out of this. The kids are more resilient than we gave them credit for. Yep, they're resilient, and they're not as stupid as everyone thinks they are. They're very smart, even though grades right now are not the greatest because we're remote learning, but they're pretty smart. And I'm not talking education smart. I'm talking people smart. They know when you're BSing. They can sniff that. But they're like dogs, like hound dogs. They can smell something from a mile away. You just got to be. And look, they the kids knew we were frustrated. I don't hide. I don't hide my frustrations well. I'm a very <laughs> prototypical online coach. I don't hide my frustration well. Like I got frustrated with some of the things, like couldn't double team because of social distancing and like all that. But just watching them work hard at what we could do. And the fact that coach ordered me a Crowder sled um, made up for a lot of things. <laughs> well, and then. Hey guys, are you like me that during the stay at home orders and not be able to go anywhere, allow those extra 19 pounds to be added to you while we sat at home and binge watch Netflix <laughs> instead of reading a book or going out and exercising as much with these gyms? being closed. Have you wondered how, you know, you see people taking these supplements and exactly know which supplements are the best to take, which supplements are going to give you that extra edge of maybe losing a couple of the weight that we've put on. Um, or when you just want to get to the gym, do you just need things to help make your life a little bit easier? Well, the great supplement company that does all these things for you is Redcon One. Redcon One um, is a mission-based company founded on the simple principle to create the highest quality supplements for people who train, for people that need to be at their best, and for people that need to go dominate their workouts or create supplements that help them go dominate their everyday life and their workday. Raycon One is the fastest growing supplement company. They were the 2019 brand of the year for Vitamin Shop. Stack 3D brand of the year. Trusted brand for supplement reviews. Shield and Excellence brand of the year in 2018. They have everything, guys. They have um, pre-workouts with your caffeinated to help get the blood flow. They have pre-workouts that help you get the pump at the gym. They have meal replacement bars when you're on the go and you need your protein and you cannot make breakfast. You need a quick, healthy snack where you weren't able to go to the grocery store. The meal replacement bars are amazing. You want a good shake instead of using the protein powders. They have meal replacement powders with different flavors. They also do have your isolate proteins and your whey proteins. They also have fat burner pills and they have fat burner drinks. I am not this big bodybuilder, but to help replace maybe all the coffee, 
The double tap fat burners do have a little bit of kick, but it's great to have it first thing in the morning and go take the dog on a walk or go walk on the treadmill to help with burning fat cells. And they're delicious. It's very easy to wake up, mix the powder, and go. It's very delicious. They have everything. They have great apparel. They have great supplements. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Okay? They have a ton of stuff for everybody. Everybody. Redcon 1 was based at the highest state of readiness. So, again, that's made for Navy SEALs, bodybuilders, a soccer mom that needs to go be at the highest state of readiness. This is made for everybody. So, what I need you guys to do is click on the link in the episode description. At checkout, use the code T20, Stephen KU, for 20% off your order. That's again, when you check out, use the link. When you go check out, use T20, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, capital K-U, for 20% off. Now, let's say you click the link, you get on there, and there's this daily deal going on with 35% off your order if you use this code for the next hour. That's great. If you still use the link. When you check out, there will be a box that says, what tier operator referred you? If you could please put an S-T-E-P-H-E-N space K-U-C-H-E-F-S-K-I at the checkout. Still help you get that discount. So please use the link, use the code, go get some supplements, and let's get this quarantine weight off together. This is a way to look at it. If if you weren't frustrated, then like, oh, he doesn't care. It's a thing of like, when I don't coach, when I stop talking to you or coaching you, there's a problem. Like that shows I don't care. And yeah. so like you have to coach every kid the same starter, not starter. They're on the field. You're coaching them. If you weren't frustrated, they'd be like, does he really care that we can't do this? Like, yeah, it was frustrating. You're frustrated because you showed frustration, but then those kids are like, oh, he cares. And so it turns into a positive. Yeah. After that. And they learn like, Look, COVID's taught all of us a lot. And I've actually changed the way I've coached a couple of things that and described a couple of things just because of COVID that I'm going to carry to non-COVID fall. And I've read the football, I love football scoop. And I love reading it for the articles and things that you learn from COVID and all that stuff. Learned a ton. Mm-hmm. Like, first off, I've never used Google Forms before this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I Zoom, give all my tests on Zoom. Like, I didn't know what Zoom was. I did no. Skype, and that was it. Yeah, and to be honest with you, my Skype was the same email as my MySpace. So, oh, yes. <laughs> um, I don't have that email anymore. Uh, so, when I if I had a Skype, I'd be making a new Skype with a new identity because I'm sure all my personal information is in there because I was dumb. Um, but, yeah. And look, look at these, look how these kids adjusted. Yeah. Like online school, like hybrid school. These kids that are seven, eight, nine years old having to sit in front of a computer. More resilient than we ever give them credit for. Yeah, it's, I'm going to say this right now. Well, first of all, MySpace guys was Facebook before Facebook. I remember MySpace. You see, you had some music when you logged on too on your profile. I remember that. Your top uh, friend. Or whatever top friends, and then people got mad at you, like, why am I not your top 10 friend? Then you had to expand it to like 15, like, oh, hold on a second. Um, remote learning's rough, I'll say that. Like, the kids that want to do well and do it are perfect. The ones that don't care, they have their blank screen on. Like, right now, if I were to turn my camera off, that's who you'd be talking to, and that's how it is. So, 
it's gotten worse. At the beginning of the year, it was fine. And then as it's gone on, this is what's happening. Now, I'm talking middle school. I don't know about college or anything like that. But but they are resilient to the fact that they can just do this. I couldn't imagine being in high school right now. Oh, no, miserable. Have you played Xbox probably? Or like going out? I'm going to go to the park and shoot hoops. Yeah, I, I definitely. Look, our kids have better attention spans on remote learning than I would have. And that's the only thing I'm going to say because I'm not going to get something used against me. Um, because, look, I, I, I've taken classes online before, but I couldn't imagine going through a whole year. And we're very fortunate. Keystone's done a great job of keeping the kids in class. But there are schools that went full remote. I don't know how they did it. It's I could, It's and especially like my my cousin. He's Coop's eleven, and you should see the math homework. Like they can, they have a period where they can ask questions to the teacher. But before they ask a question to the teacher, like my aunt Meg is looking at this thing, like, "What is this?" It's like that's not long division because you know, I guess they do some Common Core thing. But, um, and the teachers, God bless you guys. Yeah, they, uh, at first they were like, okay, no, the hard part for the teachers is they come up with the curriculum for the remote and then they get told, okay, we might go to hybrid and then it gets pulled off right at their feet. So now they have to go back and say this. And now we're at the point where teachers were loving to be at home because like I just said earlier. The, the commute to my slippers is pretty nice. But I was in the building for a long time. We were in the building for a while, and then we finally got to go home. The teachers have been home since the beginning. And at first, they loved it. But now we're getting to the point where they're like, we miss being in the school. And I work with kids with their cameras off. I don't know what they look like. I know what their voice sounds like. I don't know what they look like. And that's rough. Like... I think I could do this podcast with you. That's a little different, but like when you're actually trying to work with somebody and help them and they don't know what they look like, that's rough. Yeah. Like I can't do it or I, I'm doing it right now, but like, I can't, it's, it's mentally frustrating. Like when we're done with class and I get like a 10 minute break, I just go sit on the couch real quick and I have to sit there and be like, that was rough. Like it's ridiculous. And I'm scared for so I'm not the social person, but I'm scared for some social stuff in the future from this stuff. I just hope they find a. I hope every everybody's kind of trying to make find the positive in it. There's there's got to be some positive to come out of it. I mean, us as coaches have found a positive. I just hope the kids can find one too. We think that the positive will be when we do go back to the building. Kids will love school like they've never loved school before. <laughs> yeah. Because that's kind of, so in Central Illinois, you know, Coach Alba who does Chief Pigskin on there. Yep, I had him on the podcast last week. And he coached at a high school when I was in high school. So we have a history. He said they've been in the building in central Illinois. He said that first day and a half, he just let his kids talk to each other because they were just so happy to be there. So I'm looking at this screen stuff as like, okay, some of them might like this, but I actually think they'll like school when we go back at some point. Like they might not like the work, but they're going to like to be there and doing something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and, and I think I'm going to say this right now. I I am not going to lie. Quarantine happened. I was playing Xbox because I could. I had nothing to do. I got tired of playing Xbox. I didn't play it as much as these kids do, but I got tired. These kids, I think, are going to get tired of video games because it's too much. And then what's going to happen? They're going to love being at school. 
and all that stuff. So I think that's the positive is what's going to happen. Hopefully. Hopefully. Got to find something positive out of it. Otherwise, we're just going to sulk about it forever. It's not worth it. Right. Well, Coach, I took a lot of your time. I'll wrap it up with being positive. Everybody has to be positive out there. I appreciate you coming on. I know it wasn't a lot of X's and O's, but I think it's sometimes better just to talk than just X and O all the time. I really appreciate you having me on. I had a blast. It's some. It's nice to talk to somebody different. I mean, I love talking to the guys on the staff, but I know poor Coach Kerwin, our wide receiver guy who shares an office with me, gets here, gets sick of me uh, reading football scoop articles to him every day. So, I call this free therapy. I haven't charged anybody yet. I just call it free therapy is what it is. Well, shoot. Anytime you need someone to therapy, you can hit me up. I'm always down to talk. I'll bring you back on at some point. I've told everybody they can come back on whenever. I don't care. This is not professional. It's not professional. I'm not Joe Rogan at Spotify right now. This is not professional. Uh, Well, thank you again. Everybody out there listening, stay safe so we can get back to normal at some point. And we'll see you guys later. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.